you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. If I could tell the world just one thing, it would be Joel and the Mass Singer. That's what I did at like 8 a.m. this morning. (laughs) Wait, that was a recording. That was me. (laughs) No, I know, but I mean, for a minute I thought that was like live. (laughs) No, 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 no. But don't worry. Wow, that was great. Not to worry, because worry is wasteful and useless in times like these. All right, all right, all right. Jewel won the mask. I won't be made useless. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god, are you done? I'm done. I could go on, but I'll, I'll be done. Jewel won the Masked Singer, which has now become essentially like a parody of itself in terms of just having actual famous singers on. It's a millennial's worth nightmare is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> now it's Gen Xers, arguably, as well. No, it's true. Well, maybe Gen Xers more so. More so than Gen Xers. Yeah, you're right. What was so funny when I found the clip of Antonio Brown singing My Prerogative last week, it really took me back to 2019 when the mass singer, not to be like 2019, but specifically mass yeah, singer 2019. So funny. It's like, remember the good old days of the mass singer when it was all like Andy Dick or something, you know, like that caliber. Well, yeah, exactly. The person who introduces the clip that I found was like completely, I don't know, nonplussed by the mass singer and completely confused by the mass singer. And it's like, you'll never believe this crazy new show where Antonio Brown was dressed like a whatever, a robot right. or a mouse, whatever right. he was. Right. You know? And now right. Jewel just won the mass singer dressed as a giant heart, a queen of hearts, a heart with the crown. And we're like, okay, <laughs> sure. And they all guessed. And that's, I think, that's, I think, the the real proof that this is like off the wagon. Okay, not that phrase, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not that, off that, the wagon. That it's um <laughs> that has jumped the shark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Where it's just off the wagon. To... <laughs> Sorry. I know. I don't oh. know. It like makes sense in a way, but I know that's not the right phrase. But you know what I mean. It shows that they all guessed. Sorry. My point was they all guessed who it was correctly. They all said mm-hmm. that's Jewel. Like she yodeled, and they were like, "Who else yodels?" That's Jewel. exactly because Jewel of has course they're old enough. To know what Jewel sounds like in a significant way, even though she hasn't been part of, like, general pop culture for, like, let's say five to ten years by now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Afterwards, she posted on Instagram this very heartfelt caption that said, the mask is off and you're looking at the queen of hearts. Oh, good one. I didn't even realize it. Why the queen Mm -hmm. of hearts? Because my life has been about championing my heart and advocating for the heart of others. What a good, like, reverse engineered explanation. Jewel, can you write something sort of thoughtful about why we put you in this giant papier-mâché heart? Well, she also says, I don't tend to show off my technical ability as a singer. This isn't an interview with Variety. Cause she, so she's saying you're used to hearing me like soft, and in the mass singer I was belting a little bit, mm-hmm. do a little right. belting, still good. She did with some her. belting. She released all of the songs that she performed because you know the mass singer they don't sing the full song. It's like TRL, you know, you don't have time yeah. for the full song. But we she don't released have time. no. 
she released studio recordings of the songs that she competed on The Masked Singer with. Wow. And it's now that's on cool. Spotify. You can that's listen like, to them. Don't click it, Lindsay. But that's the thing. It's like, that's... I'm not clicking. Okay, I'm not supposed to click it? Okay. Don't click it because I want to play it for you. Sorry, I'm saying that's cool because Jewel's an actual singer. So, again, once again, I never want to hear Antonio Brown singing anything on Spotify. But Jewel, who's an actual artist and an actual singer, I'd love to hear her do a cover of whatever the fuck she sang on The Masked Singer. Well, listen to this and tell me if you still think that after this clip. Oh, no. You just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. <laughs> just all the night, like the 4th of July. Okay, change my mind. I changed my mind. Anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> Incredible. I will say the the way that I know that Firework is a quote unquote bad song that I love is that if it's sung any other way, it sucks. It can only be sung <laughs> <Right>. one way. <laughs> you know what I mean? A good song right. you can do a cover of and is successful across like genre and style. And that was that was bad. Jewel could not change Firework into something palatable. <laughs> you know a song is good if a creepy children's choir could sing it for a movie trailer. <laughs> and right, a creepy children's exactly. choir could not do Firework no. as a creepy movie trailer song. Exactly. I'd love to see them try. No, I don't. Don't try. Don't just, ever just try. do it. Okay, listen to this. More breaking news. Did you see this? No. Hollywood Life got the exclusive. Wendy Williams is feeling better and plans on making a big comeback to the show. They keep saying that, but they keep on pushing it back. It's weird. This is a little, this is a weird situation. It's weird to speculate about this too, because it's like, could be a number of things, you know? This exclusive comment makes me think that it came from someone, that it came from her brother. Remember when there was that unfounded rumor that said that she was suffering from uh, early onset dementia? And suddenly her family member, I think it was her brother, was like, that's bullshit. What are you talking about? Wendy is extremely sick in other ways, but she does not have a cognitive issue. Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole thing is like she has always had health issues that are chronic. So it could be any of those things. It could be anything involving COVID. It could be, she's a a quirky personality. It could be Mm -hmm. anything involving her emotional state or her Mm -hmm. life with her her ex-husband situation with that. Like, that's the thing with Wendy is like, it's like not surprising she's got a lot going on but the one thing we know about wendy is that the show comes first so that's in that way it's surprising because she's always looked beyond whatever issues had she's had and come back to the show and they keep on extending the guests literally right to make making her life crazy but they keep on extending her leave so it is like this is interesting i like that they're extending her leave though in that it makes me think that she's actually taking the time to get better yeah, I mean, may, I mean, I hope so. She must be swallowing her pride to have, like, Jerry O'Connell and who else was on there? Like, Sherry Shepard. She's growing, I guess. It's growth. But you are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's begin with some comments. Hey, guys. Long time, long time. This is Megan. We actually met at the White House. Anyways, I'm uh, just finishing brunch at the, was it San Ambrose on Lafayette? With my sister, we came up to New York for the weekend, and we met Uba Hassan because she was also eating brunch there. We asked her about her hot sauce, and she was so excited. She thought that, like, the person she was eating brunch with put us up to asking her about it. And she got our addresses, like, followed us on Instagram, and is sending us a box of her hot sauce because she was just so pumped. We're apparently the first people who have ever asked Uba Hassan about her hot sauce. Um, So, yeah, we're excited. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's it. We just wanted to let you know that we're going to try the hot sauce. We'll report back. Um, so crunch, crunch, and uh, Kiefer Sutherland, what the fuck, a gay right. Bye. Bye. Wow, the first people who ever asked Uba Hassan about her hot sauce were hooligans. Stunning. Because of who, because of who <laughs> weekly. That, yeah, that's there's cool. No other, first of all, I have to say I, I would not have recognized her. So I, I like I props to you because that's the first step in this equation that would have been impossible to me. Would you recognize her? I'm trying to think if I would have recognized her. I think so. She has very striking cheekbones. I mean, she's beautiful, but I just don't. I just wouldn't have recognized her. You notice people who look like models, and she really right. Looks you like notice a model. people who are really beautiful. You would be like, <laughs> right. "Wow, this person is so so beautiful. What's their deal?" Right? No, that's true. Although less in New York, because there's a lot of like beautiful people here. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, so I just listened to today's episode about um, the Chanel Mon day in my life, and. 
I was a little bit confused when you mentioned that she was married to whatever his name is, I forget, um, because I remember in October seeing rumors that they had split up because she deleted, like, all pictures of him from her Instagram and was, like, posting about, like, being this, like, single mom and stuff. So I paused the pod and then I Googled it to confirm, and I couldn't really find anything past October. Um, and it, like, the things I did find so that it, like, appeared to have split um, and I deleted my Instagram in October, so, like, I have no idea what's going on on her grid right now. Um, so, I, I'm just calling to say that they might be split up, but if they are, that that's weird that she's, like, I mean, I guess it's not weird that she's going to his games because they have kids together. Um, anyway, you're not going to play this call. This is so useless. Um, but, yeah, I think she might not be with him anymore, so not that it matters to you guys. Um, but, yeah, okay. Um, Bye, We are going to play this call, and I think it's actually useful. Celebrities with children who are married and have kids splitting up and then turning their co-parenting journey into this huge fucking deal where they're like, look at me, look at me. Aren't I so impressive for doing this, for like being a good parent despite hating my partner with whom I had children? The fact that they seem to be doing this quietly shows a maturity that a lot of celebrities lack. The only evidence that blogs are picking up is just that she deleted her IG page of his photos. So, like, he does not exist right. on her IG anymore. And she's no longer wearing her wedding ring, which, as we know, means close to nothing at this point because no longer wearing your wedding ring is, like, one of those things that I think used to mean more but now is, like, it was getting resized or, like, I don't wear a wedding ring on this thing. You know, like, it, there mm -hmm. could be a number of things that – imply yeah i was revisiting the the actual day on the life and she says the family gathers to cheer on shepherd it's like oh we watch daddy play football uh, i don't know she doesn't mention any anywhere else it's like oh i'm basically a single mom here and then we watch daddy play football on sundays right the next call that we have about chanel is pretty funny i think you should play it too even though we're doubling up on Ch chanel Mon calls hi Lindsay, bobby long time long time have to pause the pod Went to high school and is friends with and modeled with Chanel Amon. And you're correct. She's lying. She got a um, birthday invitation to Chanel's Sweet 16. And it was, the theme was model. Not modeling. Model. It might have even been supermodel, but it was, the theme was model. And I remember because of how many years I laughed about that. It was just like model. All right, crunch, crunch, scarjo pizza roll. Love you. Bye. Model. <laughs> I just I like that. So the the implication that I'm getting here, or what is funny to me about this, is that if the theme of your Sweet 16 was modeling, that means everybody's involved. It's like everyone, the theme is modeling, like the skill of everyone can model, whatever. But if the theme is just model, it just implies I am the model. I'm the model. Like the theme is <laughs> me and I'm the model. And like none of you are the model, I'm the model. Right? No, am you're I wrong? totally right. That's what I think too. No, it's I'm model. It's very much like I'm model. The theme is model. Me, the model. I am the model. You are the spectators. You are watching me on the runway. This is what this yeah. birthday is. <laughs> right. Versus like modeling where it's like you can take your – get your photo taken. But I'm just thinking – everything I think of for, is like a bar bat mitzvah like thing. But – because mm -hmm. that's my only comparison. But like you can have a fashion photographer take your photo in like a little – in a special booth where you can dress up. It's like no. Mm -hmm. The theme is just I'm model. Me model. Samantha saying to Carrie, sweetie, you're a model. And Chanel being like, actually, no, she's not. I am model. <laughs> Carrie is not model, Samantha. <laughs> to be real. Is that the, that's the song? It's like, to be real. Yeah. And Margaret Cho is like, you, go, Gucci, go. <laughs> yeah. And she walks to do, 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 do. Okay, sorry. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, just calling to add in on the theory of Aaron Sorkin being on Twitter, uh, that back in the day, he started 
posting on the television without pity fan forums, um, talking about the West Wing and ended up getting like into fights with other people on the forums. And then there was a whole episode of the West Wing, um, based on this where, uh, Bradley Whitford's character, Josh, starts posting on a, uh, web forum about people who work at the White House, I guess. Um, and he, in the episode, you know, he has his assistant Donna posting for him. So kind of a parallel to the, to the Jessica Chastain, uh, of it all, uh, of him. But yeah, unless he's totally changed since back in those days, which I doubt he has, he's, he's definitely lurking, uh, on social media now. Uh, that's all I wanted to add. Crunch, crunch. Now I feel even more confident in my in my yeah. opinion oh, that, yeah. he's on, that he's on Twitter somewhere, you know? Yeah, I still fully believe that he is on Twitter. He probably has an account. He just doesn't seem to post. But, like, you don't right. have these sorts of thoughts. You don't have this urge to comment unless you were on Twitter, you know? <laughs> right. Like, that disease hasn't infected you unless you got it from Twitter. And I will say, reading the little bit of a history of him posting on television without pity, I didn't really, I didn't watch The West Wing, so it's hard to even get some of the context of what he they're fighting about. But the mm-hmm. tone in which he posts on television without pity by reading this is very much like he also is not one of those people who's like it, actually engaging with the community. He's just coming in to be like, actually, you know, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a diff, also a different vibe than someone who feels like they're more quote unquote native to using the internet in a yeah. specific way, right? He's coming to, like, defend himself online, which is, like, right. the worst way to do it. He has the Twitter brain disease, and the thing about the Twitter brain disease is, like, it's not airborne, you know? Like, you're not getting it walking around outside. You're only getting if you have close, direct contact with people who are on Twitter. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, he has to be touching the bodily fluids of Twitter to have a reaction like this. So it's crazy because, yeah, there is an episode in which a character on West Wing posts Mm -hmm. or whatever which is really funny um so he could argue that it was research but Mm -hmm. you know whatever yeah right yeah right oh josh (laughs) yeah the federal page of the washington post just called carol to confirm that you're the josh lyman who stated on an internet website that the white house could order a gao review of anything it wants without threatening the separation of powers is what i was saying you posted on a website i was communicating with the people really it's a crazy place. It's, it's got this dictatorial leader who I'm sure wears a muumu and chain smokes parliaments. What did you go there for in the first place? It's called LemonLyman.com. Let me explain something to you. This is sort of my field. The people on these sites, they're the cast of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The muumu wearing parliament smoker, that's Nurse Ratchet. When Nurse Ratchet is unhappy, the patients are unhappy. You, you're McMurphy. You swoop in there with your card games and your fishing trips. I didn't swoop in. I came in exactly the same way everybody else did. Well, now I'm telling you to open the wardroom window and climb on out before they give you a prefrontal lobotomy and I have to smother you with a pillow. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais, so when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language with Rosetta Stone. And it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Like (laughs) having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime. And you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic Mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no 
better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com who today. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. That's getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm calling about Jen Atkins' dog's funeral. Jen Atkins, vamp to the stars. Uh, definitely a vamp for, like, hairstylist for, uh, Chrissy Teigen still, but she used to be Kardashian adjacent, which kind of fits, like, your theory that you really do kind of have to be Kardashian related to make it as a vamp. And she has that, um, hairline, the, the white, the white, I don't know. But, um, she, her, I guess, I mean, it's sad. Like, her dog was attacked, and her and her husband, who is a photographer, which I think is kind of also a damp job, um, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's like a backyard funeral, and there's all these people. But they buried the tail of the dog. <laughs> I don't know if... That was all that was left because that's really sad. Or did they like cremate the rest and they just had like the tail still? I don't know, but it's it's kind of funny. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but it it made me laugh. So uh, Crunch Crunch was the podcaster. This is about dog death, this segment. We don't really want to make this about dog death. Right. Like, if you don't want to hear it, skip it. But also, like, a celebrity always takes things that are normal to the most insane level possible. So that's what we're going with here. That's mm-hmm. what we're the, – the almost absurdity of the amount of stuff that has come out of this poor dog's demise is what we're – Laughing at not the fact the dog died itself. Very sad. Very sad. And also, people in Los Angeles, don't let your dogs wander around. Or if you do, because I saw, I watched the video of this. I do not advise you to watch the video of this. Someone said that there was a video of this because their like ring camera captured it. And I was like, no way. And I watched it. I shouldn't have watched it. It's so upsetting. I couldn't believe it. Right. I know. But what it taught me was that they make that thing called the... Um, the like coyote the spiky, vest, the spiky vest for little dogs, and so it prevents a coyote from grabbing onto a dog. Like how they put spikes on buildings to prevent pigeons from sitting on them, exactly. Or on them, etc. Exactly. Yes. You gotta put your, you gotta put the spiky thing on. Jen Atkin, for as extra as she was about this, and as like celebrity as she was about this, like famous person, broken brain sort of thing. She raised like almost $100,000 for the shelter where she adopted Chewy. And that's very cool. Right, 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 right. That's the thing that made me 
a little chiller with talking about this because there is good that it's not just a sad dog is dead story. Right. She she balanced the kind of absurd amount of things that she did to commemorate the dog with donating a shit ton of money and having a lot of other people donate a shit ton of money on the dog's behalf to the shelter. But then you have just paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of like tributes to this dog. <laughs> and uh, they had a funeral, a celebrity funeral with balloons that said Chewy on them. That was the name of the dog. I just uh, like a, uh, they have a shrine to him at his grave, which I assume they just buried him. There's a table at this funeral with pictures of him and then just a bowl of tennis balls. Is this for like other dogs at this memorial? Like, uh, those dogs better be careful to like play with. They're um, gift baskets for people because you can take a little rock that the dog print that has some line that says gone yet not forgotten although we are apart your spirit lives with us within us forever in our hearts and i think you can take one of those you can take a tennis ball you can take a chew toy share your thoughts share your memories of chewy in a little box it's very sweet but it's interesting to me because like i've lost a pet before it was i one of the hardest i've ever cried in my entire life was when my childhood dog died okay it's the worst of course but i think instagram makes it very easy for us to see how people with a lot of disposable income deal with grief because everyone is sad in a very similar way but everyone expresses the grief differently and i think people who have a lot of money to spend express it even more differently (laughs) you know what i love about this actually the story of like what what actually is so great about this these two jen akin and her husband had a baby uh through surrogacy like earlier this year or like late last year and usually when that happens the pets kind of get forgotten like not Mm -hmm. forgotten like they're still beloved and they're still taken care of but like they kind of take a back seat to the kid that's kind of like a joke we all know that right like it's just a thing that happens right but clearly not these dogs (laughs) because you know what i mean like these dogs were equal to the to the baby (laughs) right it just seems very um there's handwritten notes there's just words and words and so many documents of tribute to this dog who i have no doubt was a sweetie but wow you know just wow i wouldn't even normally want to talk about a dog death because it's so depressing but the coverage that this dog death got is wall to wall nonstop for a couple of weeks also it's also more coverage than this woman has gotten for anything else in a while so wow you know since that baby was born and i think it's like people know that this is a compelling story you know which kind of has a silver lining at the end of it not to be like oh we're a media podcast but right now we're a media podcast it doesn't matter how famous you are who or them if your dog dies in this tragic way and you use it to raise money and you have this very over-the-top funeral it's going to get coverage because it's human interest it doesn't matter how famous you are Mm -hmm. and i think that's so interesting here Mm -hmm. have we talked about we haven't talked about jen in a long time but she's most famous for being the Kardashians' hairstylist, and now like among many other, other, yeah, she has the product Way that is pretty popular. Way, yeah, I see it you everywhere. Know? Way, when you say yes in French casually, way casually, way. My French teachers wouldn't let us say way like that because she said only really? French people can say that. It's you're Americans, oh. you can't oh. say way like that. Oh my God, can't gatekeep way. Way, way. she oh, said it was too, it was too casual, too native speaker. We weren't allowed. Um, way. <laughs> Boy, if, I went to, I'm sorry, but as if you were fooling anyone into thinking oh, you no. spoke real French. <laughs> Bonjour, me, Margot Martindale in Paris. Ooh, est-ce que vous savez un grand un bon restaurant parisien? I'm trying to go back to, as, to oh, Azalea Banks. Parisian. I went to the website of the shelter where she adopted Chewy and What's it called? got a lot of donations. Wags and Walks in Los Angeles. Oh, cute. And a lot of the dogs are named after famous people. Uh, here are a Amazing. few that I paid to in the doc. Sweetie, um, Meryl, and Florence. Florence has to be named after Pew, right? I mean, could... Yeah, you don't name it. If I you mean, live in I'm Los guessing. Angeles, you don't name a dog Florence unless you're talking about a machine or Pew. If you, Am I right? If you're trying to get people to adopt dogs in LA, naming them after famous people is a good, a good bet yes. for you. Mm-hmm. Sweetie is a little kind of a scruffy Cocker Spaniel Terrier mix-ish. And then we got Meryl, which is some sort of Pomeranian cutie. And then Florence seems to be a pit bull mix. Uh, All very cute. Go to Wags and Walks if you need a dog in Los Angeles. 
Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Mary M. Cosby from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has officially reached the mountaintop when it comes to fonts being used for a Instagram apology. Um, please check it out if you have not already seen it. I mean, it's giving lunch menu outside of a cafe on a blackboard. It's giving um, cheap wedding invitation. It's giving everything. It needs to be seen. It needs to be analyzed. It needs to be discussed. Until the end of time, crunch, crunch. I think what happened here is that Mary used an app. Okay, wait, who is Mary Cosby? Mary Cosby is on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We've talked about her before. She is allegedly running a cult in Salt Lake City. <laughs> so I don't I don't watch this, but okay. I know she's like a she's a she's a hot topic figure because she's didn't she also just call she called some one of her friends chubby? Like she's like not her yeah. brain is not like fully. She in has said cult. some in the last couple of episodes, she's behaved particularly badly like she's losing whatever like fandom she may have had from being like a little weird you know because like obviously people were like we love her she's weird you know right and she was like totally just weird and lovable and uh like this interesting like idiosyncratic character in the first season but ever since people really started digging into her church they're uncomfortable things got a little more unpleasant and i think she understands that and it's making her more anxious and her more defensive and all of her relationships with these women on Salt Lake City, even the women who are her friends, like Lisa and Meredith, all of them are getting a little sus about this. So here's what happened. Weeks ago, Lisa Barlow, who was on Salt Lake City. She's the one with the son. That's Meredith. Yes. Meredith's the one with the son. Meredith's the one with the son, Meredith Marks. Lisa Barlow, who looks a lot like Meredith, but is not Meredith, was See, yeah. having lunch or dinner with her friend, this guy named Cameron. And they were talking. Cameron has since died, which is actually just this weird tragic footnote to this story. So she was having lunch with Cameron. And Cameron is a mutual friend with Lisa and Mary. And the reason he knows Mary is because Mary runs the church slash cult, air quotes, cult that he belonged to with his family. And he reveals okay. to Lisa that this cult ruined his life. Like he mortgaged his house, gave Mary $300,000 <gasps> from this mortgage. like, And it's like, basically, don't trust Mary. Jen Shaw, who got arrested on all that crap, said the this same show. stuff. Right? So Keeps Jen Shaw is like, don't trust Mary. Producing. They all Yeah, but I don't to... trust Jen Shaw either. No, Everyone's exactly. saying don't trust Mary, but Jen Shaw's not a reliable figure in this. That's what Mary's, that's one of Mary's defenses when people are coming to her. It's like, oh, you believe Jen Shaw over me? Well, look where Jen Shaw is now. Because all of this has happened post her getting arrested in the Beauty Lab parking lot right. or the cops coming to the Beauty Lab parking lot. So they're all in Vail trying to have a girls weekend. And it's the it's the trip they're going on in that clip that I'm sure you've seen of them being like, where's Jen Shaw? And Jen Shaw's like, I got to go. And then the FBI shows up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, that was the best. Okay. So they're all on the trip that they're going to. And they're like, what's going on with you, Mary? And she really loses it. They have kind of an intervention where they're like, fine, if you're saying that we don't understand the truth, if you're saying that we're wrong about everything, if you're saying that you're not Nicole, if you're saying that you don't think that you're actually God, then tell us the truth. And she essentially unloads on all of them. Uh-huh. But the thing that she's apologizing for here, specifically in Instagram, is a really horribly racist thing she said about Mexican people that I'm not even going to play a clip of. But it is horrible, right? She says it to Lisa. After this, obviously, viewers of the show are very upset. They're repulsed by what Mary says. So she releases an Instagram apology. Right. But here's the thing. It's unlike any Instagram apology I've ever seen in my entire life. What is funny about this from somebody who doesn't watch the show is I don't know where she got whatever application she's using to post this apology, but it's done in a way that is so funny. I'm sorry. Like... Whatever she said is so fucked up, and I do not forgive her for it. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't even know her, so I don't forgive her. I don't know her. I'm, what am I supposed to do? No, you don't have to forgive her. I don't even know. I don't forgive her. You don't have to forgive her. But whatever application she used, it looks like it's one of those things where you write, like, coffee is salad. It's like a quote. Yes. Like it creates like a beautiful quote. Every other line is a different <laughs> font and not just a different font, but like caps or lowercase script and bold. Um, but it's like a, it's a cohesive statement. So it says mm -hmm. like, I would like to take this opportunity to address a comment I made on the last 
episode of R-H-O-S-L-C. I use poor judgment in my choice of words. Please accept my apologies. I was not trying to single out Mexican culture. I am African-American and I know racism firsthand. I've lived it daily my entire life. It is important to me that you hear this apology (laughs) directly from me. Now it gets really small. My comment was reckless, unintentional. I am truly sorry. <laughs> like, that's the only so... way to read it. <laughs> I found this uh, this app that's called Text Art, and it's one of those things where it's like meant for Instagram captions, where it's like just like right. it has stock photos. I don't think it's the app she used, but it does something very similar, where you put in text and it spits out a very quickly generated piece of formatted text. Right. This could be the result of someone on Photoshop who, you know how celebrities like use punctuation weird and stuff? Like this is very clearly like celebrity you know punctuation celebrities brain. celebrities are where it's illiterate? Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're illiterate where they're like, it's insane line breaks. It's weird, weird emphasis on weird words and weird phrases. But I can't tell if that's celebrity brain or if that's an app. I just love that this is like the next generation. Like notes apps went from being shockingly funny and weird to just the norm, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the next level of using a notes app apology is like putting your chunk of text that's an apology into this weird app that <laughs> then stylizes to look like a wedding invitation somehow, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. When I write our show notes for this episode, I'll release our show notes as one of these types of texts because well, you have to post this, obviously, because I think people need to see this. You need to find the visual to this conversation to really understand yeah. what we're. Uh... But I think I did a good job reading it. No, you did a great job. The way that, yeah. The app that I found, even ones that generate the text that format the text in like different fonts, not like just the same fonts, are at least trying to make the text symmetrical. So the breaks come at points in the lines where the whole thing is symmetrical all the way down. This is not symmetrical. Yeah. Okay, now now I'm starting to think that Mary did this herself. That's even crazier because she would have to center it, change the font in every other line, decide where the word breaks goes. There's And the word breaks don't make any sense. There's no way that she did this herself. An app right. definitely did this automatically. It's so weird looking. And I know that these apps exist, but now that I'm looking, I really don't think she used an app. I think she did it herself. The apps are trying to maintain order even if it doesn't quite make sense there's no order here we have no order in what mary did i mean i just don't i this has to be an app i just can't i mean question since we stay away from housewives stuff that doesn't like break the fourth wall do you feel like this show is um is is it drama for drama or are we still kind Uh, of jen shaw breaking the fourth wall on this the only person on this show who i think would potentially transition into main who weekly topic is mary is gonna be mary right because she's absolutely out of her mind well because mary has potential like legal trouble people with legal trouble it's like it's the same stuff with erica jane how do they find more women with legal trouble i mean it's amazing how housewives just has become women with legal trouble they need to change the name it's like not even they're not even half of them aren't even married anymore it's just women with legal trouble i guess it's just like rich people always have legal trouble because they're rich nefariously but when you have when you have cameras on you your legal trouble becomes a little more obvious you can't like live below the radar anymore exactly exactly but the thing about her cult is there's a part where she's like because they're like you take money from people you are conning money out of people who need it like you're making people destitute right you're stealing from them essentially is the accusation and her response to that is like i don't need money i was born with money i have money i don't do this okay and then they're like you think you're god and she's like no i don't think i'm god i think god lives within me I just think that I speak for God. God lives within me. So she has all these canned responses to every single accusation as though she's like prepared for them. But as the weeks go by, there are more and more things that are uncovered about this woman and her church that are sketchier and sketchier and sketchier. So it's like, I do think that at some point we're going to hit a breaking point and this is going to become a story outside of just the Real Housewives bubble. Mm, Okay. Because it really seems like she's taking advantage of people. 
It's bubbling. And, it's, it's and bubbling. I was kind of a Mary Cosby apologist for a long time. Because you were like, what a kooky figure. I thought like, she was funny. If she's, right. If she's just if she's just like kind of a wacky woman, then like yeah. this is all fine. But then it was like, no, she's probably criminal. Right. She's probably a criminal. And she said this horribly racist thing to her friend. The other shoe always drops on these women. Yeah. People are saying that this, year, this, this uh, season is one of the best for this reason. It's like brought it's a amazing. new... A new chaos to kind of a stale series because we've had a lot of the same women from the other uh, series for a yeah. long time. So to inf- to in- to introduce fresh blood and you're getting multiple crimes, new religion, wacky ladies well, is like on is like kind of impressive, you know, at this point because we've again it's feeling stale. Well, that's sort of kind of one of the things that makes her running a cult so interesting because they're in Salt Lake City. And so half of the conversations in this fucking show are about Mormonism. And there are people who embrace Mormonism. There are people who escaped Mormonism. And they're like, no, I got out of this. And I didn't like what it did to me. I don't want to do the same thing to my daughters. And I don't want to give this show too much credit and say like, oh, it's doing a great job of like talking about how complicated religion is in Salt Lake City. Like it absolutely doesn't. But the (laughs) fact that it's even a factor is interesting and unique for television. Um, Like it's not like this nuanced portrayal of Mormonism by any means. I don't want to pretend that it is. But the show, a great great way to end this, I'll play a clip. Um, When I was watching this episode, I thought it was so funny. Like you have this like bombastic fight Heather wants to leave. She's like, we're out of here. And she leaves with Whitney. She's sobbing because she's so hurt by what Mary said to her. Like, I'm done with you. Like, fuck this. And she's like, where's my Valentino purse? I can't find my Valentino purse. And then (laughs) I had a Valentino purse that I can't find either. I'll help you look for it. And then Mary comes to her room while she's packing and is like, Heather, I just want to say that like what you said hurt me. Also, uh oh, Heather is trying to be like responsible, mature, and she's like, "I'm well, I'm sorry that I hurt you." And then Mary's like, "No, you're not," and she like storms <laughs> off. And then for you to just walk off like it's nothing is super. I'm really sorry, I hurt you. You're a liar. No, oh, I'm a liar. Wow, you're weird. Wait, is Mary the one who said that the other woman smelled like hospital? Is that like, because that's all yes. I remember. Yes. <laughs> Mary like, said that Jen well, Shaw smelled like hospital. Unfortunately, unfortunately, she's also a poet. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I had to call in with like very important, iconic WNBA lesbian news. Um, Candace Parker, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. She just won a WNBA championship. She like literally broke the internet today and announced that you know, she has been married to a woman who no one has heard of for two years. Said woman is expecting a baby. Like, no, like, I followed the WMB really closely. Like, I had no idea she was queer. This is iconic news. I have no idea who this woman, who she is, who she is married to and is expecting her child is. Like, I guess my question is, who is Anna? Um, I don't, I don't know her last name. Um, anyways, keep the lesbian. Bye. It's Anna Petrakova. I don't know a lot about the WNBA, but it's honestly tracks. I don't know a lot about the NBA. So, of course, I'm not going to know about the WNBA. Although, I guess some people pay attention to WNBA more than NBA. I don't follow either sport, but if I had if I had to choose, I'd pick WNBA. Of course. Of course you would. 100%. Course you would. 100%. Of course you would. I, of course I you felt would. so funny because I was reading all about, like, Candace Parker, and who is – I mean, I guess she is a them because I knew who Candace Parker was. I was like, oh, WNBA. I knew that. That's all I knew. I was like, oh, that's a WNBA player. Uh-huh. Obviously didn't know who Anna Petrakova was, but I was reading all these stories about like 10 things to know about Anna Petrakova, Candace Parker's like secret wife or whatever. And none of them say how they met. And then I was like, there are two professional women basketball players. Like, I'm pretty sure that's a pretty, that's a small pool and their circles intersect. I will say the WNBA players that I would know, if you told me their name, I would say they're on the WNBA are, I don't even know if they're on anymore, but Sue Bird is one, Lisa Leslie and Cheryl Swoops are like the players that I would recognize as being like, as names I would recognize as being somebody who doesn't watch the WNBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just love that the caller said this broke the internet. And I'm imagining like the person in charge of the Amazon, like AWS servers being like, no, the internet's fine. (laughs) Internet seems to be just fine. (laughs) The internet did have an issue the other day though, but it wasn't broken because of like uh, Candace Parker's big reveal. It was just broken. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, so what did she do here? We didn't really talk about what she did. Candace Barker posted one Instagram, and in that Instagram revealed everything. She got married two years ago, and it got no press. And not only did she get married two years ago and get no press for it, no one leaked it. She didn't leak it, which shows a lot of restraint on her part. The person she married was a woman, a basketball player. Right. And number three, now this wife of hers, this love of mine, Anna Petrakova, is pregnant with their baby. So it's just like, that's three things in a single uh-huh. Instagram caption. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to say, like, it's a great place to find a someone to hook up with. As if It's like the Bachelor. It's like Bachelor Nation, you know? Just mm-hmm. The WNBA is Bachelor players. Nation. God, if you're queer in the WNBA. Oh, just take your pick. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not. There are fewer gay people. There are fewer queer people in the NBA based on like the anecdotal evidence that I've seen. Yeah, well, right. I mean. But that'd be fun. If there were all gay people in the the NBA, maybe I'd watch. (laughs) Okay. I'll let them know. (laughs) A couple things to know about Candace that are interesting. She was married to a basketball player named Sheldon Williams. Right. Up until 2016. So, which yeah. is like a year before she met Anna Petrakova. And yeah. when they filed for divorce, when Candace filed for divorce from Sheldon, with whom they she has a child, Layla, who is in the Instagram post being like, I'm so excited for my stepmom or whatever, you know? Right. They claimed irreconcilable differences. I, this is interesting because she gave him 400 grand. And so they, mm-hmm. neither of them pay child support. But they like, were just like done. He, she was making more than him. I guess so. I guess so. She's still playing. And by the time they were divorced, he stopped playing. He was playing so for... So she gave him 400 grand and said, I'm doing a down payment of all of the payments. So enjoy mm-hmm. this 400 go. grand and TTYL. And also I'm going to meet a Russian basketball player in a year and get married to her. Bye. TTYL. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I am calling to ask who Diana Silvers is. Um, Taylor Swift tagged her... And a picture of her 32nd birthday that she also shared with Time 3. So, yeah, who is she? French, French. Diana Silvers. Uh. I love this. It's like Taylor Swift has a birthday party. And it's like any random person. It's Of course, there's like a random person there that you're like, yeah. how does she – how did, how did she get the invite? Also, mm-hmm. I saw so many headlines that were like, Taylor Swift's like, and the Heim girls, like, um, COVID safe birthday party, how they did it. Like, it was all about, like, the, like, so how they it was, paid for like, fucking intimate. And <laughs> it's not hard. How they was paid for intimate tests. and safe. Right. Well, right. A wild way to write about it. it very of our time. Yeah. And Diana Silvers, we have Taylor Swift turning 32. 10 years after, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. We had Lana Heim yeah. turning 30. They have the same birthday. And then we have Diana Alana Silvers, Heim. who's only 24. Just turned 24. The press that Alana Heim has received. I mean, the licorice pizza, Taylor Swift joint birthday party. What is going on? What's in the water out there in the valley? Uh, Forever Chemicals, Lindsay. The PFOAs. That's <laughs> okay, what's in the no, water in the valley. You but that, but that, that. that's in all the water. It's in our water. It's in the water I drank this morning, probably. It's everywhere. Bitch, I'm not asking you to <laughs> answer the question. It's metaphorical. But I actually think it's interesting. I know we joked about Heim 3 becoming Heim 1 at some point. Then it actually sort of happening. She got a Golden Globe nomination for Licorice Pizza, which I still haven't seen. I saw, which is like, Golden Globes exist, but okay, sure, fine, whatever. (laughs) Golden Globes probably aren't even going to be on TV. So it's like, what is this? It's like just shouting into the void. These are the Golden Globe nominations. And then like, I guess the Hollywood Reporter was like, fine, we'll write them up. I think it literally came in like an email, a press release or something. You just shouted it too. And we're still like, she got a Golden Globe. She got a Golden Globe nomination. What is a Golden Globe? Yeah. Uh-huh. But what I find weird is that you're right. For as much as I love Heim, for as much as you love Heim more than I do. I love Heim. It is weird that Alana Heim is getting this much press because I feel like it is more press than even Heim has ever gotten as a band. You know? Like really? Her breaking out feels 
like a bigger moment than Haim just mm. breaking onto the scene. I think it's just different because it's like three girls versus one girl. There was never a breakout Haim from Haim. Kind of the, one of the good parts about Haim is we joked about one, two, three Haim, but ultimately they came as a package and nobody really stood out more than the others. The only one that really maybe stood out was the one that was singing was because she was singing and often we, we credit the singer of the band more than the other people because they're the front facing person. That's just like the nature of the job of being in a band. You're right. It wasn't like watching Destiny's Child and seeing like Beyonce's the big one oh, or like right. watching and sync and being like JC you know because we know that JC's better than Justin Timberlake okay right right sure 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 we all but know. you know what I mean yeah know. right so right so there was not there was no one to break out nor did the girls themselves try and break out in that way there was no like yeah. positioning of individual Himes it was always like we three kings you know we three Himes mm-hmm. <laughs> we three Himes so so now that there's a Heim breakout I just find it so <laughs> interesting that mm-hmm. Taylor Swift was like, I choose to share my birthday party this year with <gasps> Alana Heim, the one that just got Golden Globe nominated, you know? <laughs> this is mutually beneficial for our careers at this very specific moment in time. <laughs> okay, so at this party you have, like, obviously it was probably a like a smaller party than normal, right? But still somehow, despite two women sharing a birthday who have a lot of friends or a lot of famous friends and need to invite a lot of people somehow at the birthday party appears an actress named diana silvers and jj abrams daughter who's a singer named gracie abrams which is interesting because both of those like it's interesting that they still had like quote-unquote up-and-comers at their birthday party that had a cap on invites assumably if it was covid safe you know Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm and I'm like, and people are like, how does she know Diana? Diana was uh, most famously in Booksmart. She was like the yeah. love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also been in she a lot of- She was a cool girl. We talked about her Ma. when Booksmart came out. Yeah. We did. And she was in Ma. Two mm-hmm. great roles, got to say. Ma, mm-hmm. Booksmart. Mm-hmm. Um, she vaguely dates uh, Dominic Fike, who I think we also talked about, who's like a singer slash guitar player, but a musician who everybody was like, he's going to be big. He's going to be big. But then like he wasn't quite big. I just think that Taylor taking a break from the squad for a few years, then becoming introspective with folklore and evermore, and now leaning back into girl squad. Is funny. Is funny. And it also makes me think that this is her truest self. Not to get all sex in the city about it, but it's like, it's very clear to me that despite the fact that she writes great music about her ex-boyfriends, the relationships that matter more to her are her friends. Wow. You know? The city is the fifth character. Wow. Yeah, yeah totally. Even if she has a revolving door of friends, you know? Right. <laughs> like, the, even if her friends come and go. The thing I think is go. so funny about this is that um, it's very Taylor Swiftian because the if you trace this friendship at all, if you try and figure out how they meet, is there any sort of actual connection? The connection that I can find and prove me wrong, Swifties or whatever, if you have a real, if you can, if there's a better one, is that Taylor Swift saw Booksmart and loved it and posted about it. And Mm -hmm. then I think literally became friends with this woman through like that interaction, like slid into her DMs in a very Taylor Swift way. She loves being friends with people who are fans of her. Mm-hmm. Although at this Loves point, it. it's like hard to, it's like, that's like a lot of people, you know, are Loves fans it. of her. So this girl, Dana Silvers, is like a true Swifty, like a real fucking Taylor Swift fan. And it's just funny to me that she's at her birthday party because it's like a meet and greet, you know? <laughs> well, even the body language, not to be a people.com body language expert, but the photos of this birthday party. Right. Taylor looks glamorous and like she's having a good time. And Alana looks like she's starstruck. And is so excited to be here. You know, like, Taylor is still, in very Taylor fashion, the main event, you know? Well, guess who won't uh, leak stuff about you to the press? Uh, People who are scared of you. (laughs) No, people who are scared of you. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's also, but I think it's also mutual. Like, the things that Taylor must know about people, the things that people must know about Taylor that they do not say, amazing. It's it's very in the spirit of bringing people on, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there they are. Anyways. Happy birthday. December babies supporting December babies. There needs to be like some like Blake Lively, 37-year-old ex-good friend, but still invited to the party, like smoking a cigarette in the back, being like, Diana, don't get used to this. Yeah. This could all go. This could all get pulled out from under you in two seconds. Ruby Rose waiting by the phone. (laughs) She's just like waiting for the phone to ring. Ruby Rose, like just... (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Diana sits down next to Blake and Blake's like, what are you doing? Go back out on the dance floor. You'll never know if this is going to happen again. Enjoy it. <laughs> Suck it up. Have a blast. The idea that Blake Lively would be the... <laughs> She's funny. Who's funny? Taylor. She's funny. You don't know yet, but you will. Go have a good time. What's um, what's the line about your new girl? Your new girl, Hubble. What's the li- What's that line? Uh, your girl is lovely, Hubble. Hubble. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. That's, that's what, what Blake says to Taylor about Diana. Yeah, that's what, when Ruby Rose gets Taylor on the phone, she says, your new girl is lovely, Swift. <laughs> your girl is lovely, Swift. Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, thanks. Well, it goes back to Barbara. I just, before we play this call, I just want to let you all know that it is called Dixie D'Amelio and Gritty took pics together on red carpet and Gritty has a belly button dot mp3. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's my name. I did that. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, um, Dixie, D'Amelio, and Gritty took some pics together on some red carpet thing. Um, but what's really getting me about these images is that Gritty has a, a belly button. He's got a bright green donut-looking belly button that's really, like, hurting my brain. And I just need everyone else to go look at this picture and absorb this imagery of this terrifying-looking green belly button. Um, and then why why did Grady take pics with Dixie D'Amelio? And then who's the bigger them in this, uh, this duo? Okay, crunch, crunch. Uh, they took pics together because they were both at the iHeartRadio Q102 Jingle Ball, okay? Is that hard to understand? They were at the Jingle Ball. A lot of people were at the Jingle Ball. If you saw Grady, yeah. wouldn't you want to take a picture with him? Why was Grady at the Jingle Ball? Because the Jingle Ball was in Philadelphia. Okay, 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 okay. I will say, the only reason we're talking about Gritty again, or that I'm allowing us to talk about Gritty again, is that on our tour, at every single city, Gritty got the greatest cheer. <laughs> it's fucking Gritty. People love Gritty. People love Gritty. A lot of people were at this thing. Kane Brown was there. Sweetie sure. was there. Dixie D'Amelio was there. Well, I don't see the photos of them with freaking Gritty on the red carpet. I just see Dixie D'Amelio with Gritty and Gritty's disgusting belly button. Exactly. The belly button really is gross. So in this photo that the caller is talking about, Gritty is wearing Santa pants, no top, and uh, what looks like a fur fur coat. I'm going to assume a fake fur coat, sort of like the one Jennifer Lopez wears in Hustlers. Yes. I love the way that Gritty, who's made of fur, is wearing a fur coat. Unclear. The, you know, it's nice. Double fur. And a helmet and sunglasses. And his belly button is exposed. And it's the first Mm. time I'd ever seen his belly button. It's bright green. As the caller said, looks like a donut. And we were all texting... Uh, Lindsay, Timmy, and I, like, what's the deal with Gritty's belly button? This is a question that has been asked before by other people. And when asked by Philly Mag about the belly button, the spokesperson for Gritty said... You have to read the whole thing. Initially, the spokesperson told us they'd ask Gritty, quote, but since he doesn't talk, I might not get an answer. Finally, the spokesperson came back with a confirmation. Yes, there is only one Gritty. But as for the changing belly buttons, Gritty's just having fun was the only answer we got. Because sometimes the belly button is green. Sometimes the belly button is orange. Sometimes it's yeah. red. Sometimes it's black. Sometimes it's blue. Sometimes it's a rainbow. It's always disgusting, I'll tell you that. It's always disgusting looking. It's always disgusting, but it's sort of like, is it just a bit? Do the colors mean anything? Is it like a mood ring? Is it a mood navel? Does it change it's colors? Like the Empire State Building, you know? Yeah. Is it red when he's promoting Taylor Swift? You know, it, it's it's not sure. clear. But I do like it as a bit. And I like that, like, they are finding new... Because Gritty, if you, in case you don't remember, Gritty was developed from the ground up to be a viral figure. And it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked like crazy. It probably worked better than they ever are. could have possibly dreamed. Gritty is incredible. But it's just yet another thing that they're adding to Gritty to make him interesting and notable and viral. And I guess we're taking the bait because I do believe that this is bait. But I find Gritty so delightful that I don't care every time I'm manipulated by him <laughs> you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes he's yes. so funny okay let's do one quick final call or these two John Jacob Jacob here's one I was just hi sorry <laughs> hi Lindsay Bobby I was just listening um to us talk about Keeper Sutherland and obviously John Jacob Jacob Schmidt and it reminded me of that meme where it's like someone is saying 
oh, my name's John Jacob Jr. Schmidt. What's yours? And the guy was like, you're not going to fucking believe this. And it's very funny. But that brings me to my question. Can you rank from who to them all the names in John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? Okay, thanks. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> um, what the fuck, George? Gay rights. What the fuck, Donald? Gay rights. Bye. I don't remember you saying this, but people have really got stuck on what the fuck Donald Gay writes. I don't know even where. Th- I don't even remember. That's the acrostic. That's the oh mnemonic device for Kiefer Sutherland's middle <laughs> right. names. Oh, right. What the fuck right. Donald Gay writes. Right. I forgot. Come on, Lindsay. Oh, God, my brain. I have to pump and dump with this stuff or else I'll never get through life. <laughs> Can you remember what the fuck Donald gay rights? What does it stand for? Now I remember that more than what it's for, which is actually the opposite of what an acrostic is supposed to be used for. What is it? What do you, I'm like, what do you what is, can you think of it? Can you remember? What the fuck Donald gay rights? It's yeah. uh, William. No. Frederick. William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus. Oh, the T is silent. We forgot. Uh, I forgot that. It's it's lowercase T. It's right, a lowercase T. Lo- right. So it's William Frederick. Donald. Donald. Dempsey. Dempsey. The fuck, Donald? Gay rights. G. Gary. George. George. R. Richard. Ralph. Roos. Rose, <laughs> cigarettes and chocolate milk. Wait, Rufus. Yeah, there you okay, go. Rufus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, William that didn't Frederick help. Dempsey, so George Rufus. So it's a great acrostic, but it doesn't help me at all. It doesn't help us at all. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Who to them? Who to them? Ready? John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Who to them is Jacob, then John, then Jingleheimer, then Schmidt. I don't even know what we're doing here. Wait, what? <laughs> As in, like, popularity? The... No, it's just like, what's to most... Who? John Jacob Schmidt Jingleheimer, I think. I just think Jingleheimer is the one you remember the most. Oh, that Jingleheimer thing, you know? This is an awful question, and you're getting an awful answer. So it would be... I guess Jingleheimer and Schmidt, maybe. So you were, saying, you were saying J- Jacob was the most boring... Yeah. Jacob John, John Schmidt Jingleheimer. Yeah. So you're going you're going from least compelling to most compelling, I guess is what you're I'm saying. Just going that from makes like sense. Mem- I'm just saying like memorable. When you're thinking of like this song, his name is my name too. The name if you're saying his name is my name too, if your name is just John or Jacob, it's not quite your name, is it? But if your name was like Jingleheimer Schmidt or even or, or even just one of those, if your name had Jingleheimer in it, I would say his name is definitely your name also. That's crazy. I'm going to I'm going to agree. Sure. I feel I don't feel I don't feel well after that. <laughs> hey, Lindsay Bobby, um can you please rank who to them? Um the DNC, DMV, DND, DBZ, and run DMC. Um, I think it could clear a lot of things up for some of us. So, thanks. Uh, Scarjo Pizza Rolls, Crunch 25. This caller said rank DNC, Democratic National Convention, DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles, DND, Dungeons and Dragons, DBZ, Dragon Ball Z, and run DMC. Now, Lindsay has two additions before we make this ranking. I feel like you have to add DMB, Dave Matthews Band, mm-hmm. and DMZ, the demilitarized. I can't say militarized. The demilitarized zone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a word that is The demilitarized zone. Yeah. You need to add those, right? You right? need to add Did we DMC miss anyone else? Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. DNC, DMV, DND, DBZ, DMZ, DMB, run DMC. <laughs> is there anyone we're missing? Probably, but it doesn't matter at this point because this is absurd. Okay. Who to them? Who to them? Who to them? Dragon Ball Z, number one. Who? Of this list. For sure. Yes. 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 Yeah, I guess. It feels like the it feels like the most generational thing here. So sure. Dragon Ball Z could be whoiest. Okay. Dragon Ball Z is whoiest. Then it's kind of confusing. I think it's the DNC then... afterwards. I think it's the DNC afterwards. 
then the DNC, then run DMC. You think run DMC over DMB? I mean, under yeah. DMB? Ugh. No, 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 because DMB is a shortening of Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, Run DMC right. is their actual name. Okay, I so think then... it's Dragon Ball Z, then DNC, <laughs> then Dave Matthews Band, DMB, then Run DMC. Okay. Then, oh God. Then D&D? No, then DMZ. Then DMZ. Yeah, then What's... DMZ. <laughs> then DMC. Then D&D. DMV's Emmyist. The DMV. The DMV is number one, you're saying? I will say maybe it's either DMV or D and D. It's either Dungeons and Dragons or Department of Motor Vehicles that is the themiest one here. Right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. Right. Uh, right. Which one do we want to give it to? DMV or D and D as themiest? Oh god. The DMV, I guess. DMV. So final answer is DBZ. DNC, DMB, Run DMC, stupid, DMZ, DND, and DMV. Final answer. (laughs) If you made it this far, I want to send you a plaque. (laughs) I want to send you a plaque in the mail that says I made it an hour and X minutes into the Thursday, the Friday, December seventeenth episode of Who's There. It's true. You should get like a little like um, like a God Twitter bless. icon or like a little thing that you get to display. <laughs> yes. But now that we've made it this far, we're going to end. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on Patreon.com for bonus episodes, fun live events, a Discord server, and more. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita song. Thank you to Timmy, our research assistant, for researching and assisting. Keep leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. We love reading your reviews, and we'll see you on we Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Hey. Uh, breaking news, Olivia Wilde is on the Vogue, the American Vogue cover right now. Um, who is she? Like, this does not make her a them. Like, I'm, uh, like, if they're going to put someone, whatever, okay, I'm, like, not trying to get mad about this. The question is, like, who is she? I just put her name into IMDb and Tron came up. Like, I can't do any further research. I'll, like, lose my shit. Can you guys help me out? This is, like, an actual, like, problem. Like, I'm in distress, clearly. Okay. Crunch, crunch. Have a nice day at work, Olivia Wilde, I guess. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. First time? Medium time. I was just browsing Twitter, and I see that the Banana Deepwater Horizon movie first has been canceled or moved or whatever, but also is not about Deepwater Horizon, the oil spill. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, Just a case of name blindness or perhaps a who's semi-air question, but uh, (laughs) Baz Morgan versus Baz Deferent. Think about it. All right. (laughs) Crunch, crunch. Bye, guys. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. This is Katie. Um, I've been thinking about it, and, like, obviously, Santa is a them, but, like, he's only relevant once a year. I I can't imagine that if he had an Instagram, he wouldn't be, like, doing, like, really bad gone con in the off-season, right? Like, he would kind of be hooey. I, I think he would, right? Let me know what you think. Podcasts where everyone is well-rested. Who? Podcasts where Lindsay yawns into the mic. Them. Crunch, crunch.